Okay, and welcome to this week's edition of the No Outlet Podcast. Uh, I am very, very excited for uh, my guest tonight. Just like last week's guest, I've known this person for as long as they've been a person. Uh, I'd like to introduce to my live studio audience uh, my good friend and my son, Noah Jewell. Noah, how are you? Good. <clears throat> good. Doing great. Okay. Thank you so much for being part of the show. And, and let's, uh, let's get right to the game we like to call 20 Questions. Okay. First question. Do you believe in aliens? Yes, I believe that there's definitely other living beings besides humans. Uh, not on this earth, but somewhere else for sure. Okay. <clears throat> so this is this is not one of my questions, but are you talking to us inside of a tin can? Your phone sounds a little bit garbled. Are you there? Are you there, God? It's me, Mark. I can hear you a little bit. Here. Okay. How's All right. That? That, that's way better. Way better. All right. Question number two. Why do we celebrate Easter? Uh, well, we modernly celebrate it for Christ, but it's actually supposed to be for the celebration of the change of seasons. Aha. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, but that's what it began as. And the finding of the egg um, wasn't supposed to be like this little game. It was supposed to be like the finding of the uh, life, like spring. Like you go out for a walk and you look for signs of new life, and that's the signs of the seasons changing. Um, so that was the original meaning of Easter. So look at Noah. That's a so great. That's a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so was the original looking for signs of life, was that a pagan ritual? I think that's what it was. Yep. Yes. I believe that um, Priscilla, it's like Priscilla, what Priscilla used to teach or believe in or whatever. Yeah. Um, along the same lines. That's but, cool. Yeah. I, I always forget that we grew up like literally 30 feet from a witch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Very close. Very close. Okay. Next question. What is your favorite dish to create for yourself when you're at home? Um, I would say I like to do meal preps a lot. So like stir fries, a lot of rice and protein dishes, chicken rice dishes with veggies, um, taking a lot of stuff, just roasting in the oven, um, like that yep. slow cooked meats over rice anything over rice with a little veggie is is my favorite thing that's cool so it sounds like a lot of comfort food yeah and also you know healthy a lot of real foods like vegetables meat you know yeah i like eating clean and having it yummy at the same time that's awesome uh, i love to hear that answer and you know speaking of eating clean um this next question uh kind of is in that same lane so make your closest guest, okay, um, that you can with this question. How many Rubens have you ever eaten in your entire life? Oh, my God. Probably like uh, 500. 
<laughs> you know what? I bet that's probably right. There was a time where you were eating it, <clears throat> no joke, every day at work. And I think that went on for at least, at least a year and a half. And then you would make it at home as well. Yeah. So what, so for, forgive me for not remembering, but what's in a Reuben? Well, it depends. I mean, I used to just make like tons of different Reuben, but it's pastrami, corned beef. Yep. Corned beef is like the, I, I do it. The original is corned beef pastrami. And then you have your thousand island dressing yep. on rye, either marbled rye or regular rye. Um, and then Swiss cheese is the cheese. Um, but people, you can do like turkey Rubens. Yeah. There's, you know, different types of corned beef out there. It depends. You can do your own pastrami or, you know, whatever. You, there's different variances in that. You can do just ham or you can do like a Cubano type Reuben. So there's definitely different variances. That's cool. Obviously, you like the one that you were getting <clears throat> when you were working at Robert's because you got it nonstop. Yeah. I like, I mean, Rubens are supposed to be dirty. Yeah. Um, Fogart, Fogarty's up, makes one of the best Rubens, which is weird because they, I don't like really anything that they make besides the Ruben. Oh, that's interesting. And it's just because they just have like, just like corned beef. It's the, a bunch of Swiss cheese and it's just lathered with the sauce. They have good bread. It's just, you know, it's what it is. Yeah. So for those of you in the studio audience that are, that are wondering, um, Noah is an amazing, amazing cook. Uh, he is he, he lapped me in terms of skills in the kitchen five years, six years ago. Um, really, really not only a talented uh, kitchen guy, but also knows his stuff. And, and um, so if I ever had a question about food, I, I'd go to him. Um, so speaking of uh, food and drink, what is your favorite brand and flavor of kombucha? Mm. Uh... That's a tough one. I like Urban Farms Fermatory is my number one favorite tasting brand. And um, I also like it because it's right in Portland, so it's super local. Cool. Uh, and then the flavor from them would be ginger root, which okay. is classic. It's spicy. It's nice and clean. It makes it feel wicked nice afterwards. Yep. Um, but any of those flavors from Urban Farms is, is my favorite. Yeah. Ginger. I think ginger in almost any drink is a winner it's uh yeah. it's always it's always a good addition okay so we we've read all of the harry potter books together so i'm going to jog your memory a little bit um when we used to read harry potter at night in amelia's room how many chocolates would you typically ask for um i think i would probably ask for more every night <laughs> <laughs> yeah you would you'd ask for more and then what would happen amelia would get mad Yep. That you would give me more or let me have more than I had the night before. Yep. And then I would end up using too many or going over my amount. And then Amelia would get really upset. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. And, and, and again, for the studio audience, it's kind of scratching their head out there. So I'm not talking about actual chocolate. Um, when we were reading, there would be certain parts of the book where Noah would put his hand over my mouth. And whatever word I was saying, I would stop saying and I would go chocolate. <clears throat> and um, it became uh, Noah's favorite part of Harry Potter and Amelia's least favorite part. But uh, it, it was fun nonetheless. Um, all right. Next question. Will you ever start playing guitar again? Yes. 
Good. Yeah, I, I think it's probably um, more realistic that I'll start playing a drum first mm. before okay. the guitar, just because I've been having my mindset on a hand pan type drum, like the ones that I've been showing you. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I mean, you honestly, you 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 are better at baseball than I was, golf than I was, and you picked. I tried to play the guitar three different times. Never could do it. And you, within a couple of weeks, were playing Bob Marley and all kinds of other stuff. You have a real gift there, so I'm glad to hear that. All right, next question. If you could only have one of these two foods for the rest of your life, okay, you have to have one and the other one goes away. You can never have it again. Duck or pork? Duck. Duck goes away or duck you have? Uh, duck I have. Oh, man, really? Yeah. Wow. So pork yeah, like, goes away. There's no more pork. I think, yeah, yeah, in general. Huh. Yeah, I'd rather just have duck because I have the taste of of duck better. I know the pork products, you can get a lot of cured stuff. But, you know, in general, you know, you, a lot of the cured stuff isn't that great for you. So I'd, I'd rather just stick with duck. I have the taste of duck better. I would end up missing the actual taste of duck right. if I just kept eating pork all the time. And I don't think I would ever get sick of the taste of duck fat because it's the best tasting fat. Huh. So interesting. I like that. All right. Uh, speaking of food, again, when do you remember for the first time having an interest in making food and being into food? Um, I've, I mean, always. I remember when I was like younger, always wanting to like get into making food when mom was in the kitchen baking yeah I was kind of with her baking like banana breads or whatever yeah and stuff like that and I was kind of watching cooking shows here and there and I didn't really think of it as a career for sure because I always wanted to be a doctor and get in the medical field yeah I remember um, that but then once I you know got my first job and just started serving and being in that in environment and finally getting to work with food at Stonewall um that able me to look at it more of a career yeah something i could do for money instead of just something something i like to do yeah well i'll tell you what i mean you're you're a lucky guy in that you you're involved with something that you can earn money in and that you like doing um and that yeah. you can do forever um and i i i remember one i, I remember grammy bammy um bought you one year i think for your birthday or maybe for christmas i forget it was a an egg maker it was like a little egg like a single egg skillet almost that you put an egg mm -hmm. in and then you'd put it down. It had, it, you kind of like closed a lid, right? And then yeah. you put it down. And then along with that, she gave you like a spatula and a, um, an apron. <clears throat> and we had that egg maker for probably longer than we should have in that spatula too. But I'll never forget like thinking when she bought it, I'm like, what is it? And I think you were probably like six or seven maybe even younger than that. And when she got a few, I was like, that's a really interesting choice, but you took right to it. Even then you were like, so into the idea of creating food. So I can remember back when you were that young, you having an interest. And then also um, when we went to Barbados, I think the first year that we went to Barbados, you, you horrified your sister by ordering rabbit off the menu yeah. <clears throat> something that i've i've never tried and i still probably wouldn't have the nerve to try now 
you non-domesticated. <clears throat> yeah, that, no, yeah, right. It wasn't like a white lab rabbit. It was like right, a, it was a hair, but but nonetheless, it was rabbit. And you were like, "Yep, I want the rabbit," and you got it, and you ate it, and you loved it. And um, you mm -hmm. have always been adventurous with food and flavors, and it's good to see you continue that. That's true. We're embarrassed it opened my mind up to all those flavors and how much I really did like them and enjoy exploring them. Yeah, absolutely. All right, shifting gears. Explain to our audience uh, what the infamous blackout party was. Uh, that was Amelia's and Devin's party. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly just throws his sister right under the bus. Okay, well, keep going. Uh, it was at Devin's house. Okay. But that was the first party and only party, actually, that I really ever went to. Yeah. So um, thank you to Amelia and Devin. Um, but they didn't tell you, obviously, or mom kept a secret, and I, and I stayed the night over at Devin's house. Yeah. It was, the theme was blackout, like, you know, black lights and wearing all black and and blacking out and actually blacking and, out and blacking out yeah yeah i guess was i didn't really understand that i thought it was like oh cool black lights right because I, I was so young i mean i wasn't that young i was a freshman in high school so right but Do you personally party yeah well and you know what though it's good to go out on a high note because i i went to more parties than that and they more often than not didn't end well so speaking of black lights, do you remember how many black light posters you had on your wall when you got your Amazon account? Yes. Holy smokes. You had a Camaro. You had um, Kate Upton. You had like a thousand pot stickers. You, I came home one day and there was like four black lights in your room and you had literally put like, I don't know, 12 black light posters up around the room. And I'm like, holy shit, it's Spencer's gifts in my house. And it's in my son's room, but it looked good at the time. I can I can understand the attraction. Kind of looks like my basement now. Um, hey, what is your favorite Tim and Eric skit? Um, that's tough because uh, they do so many. They do so many different things. Are you talking like just in general a skit, a movie, uh, a different series? Like because okay. there's so many. Yeah, you're right. I like that. I like that qualification of the question. So here's what I would say. It, it can be anything from a theme. It can be a character that maybe they're not even part of, but it's part of their show. Or it could even be like a part of a movie. Like, I, I'll tell you what mine is um, as soon as you answer. But and I actually I realized it was my favorite when we watched that watch along on New Year's Day. Um, but it could be anything. It's your it's your answer to give. Well, um, I, I think that I'll say my favorite is basically Tim and Eric will play best friends and then at times they'll like go against each other but yep. in a satirical funny way and they'll do it they did it a lot in Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie and they do it a lot in different skits that they play together they do it a lot in um, Dr. Steve Rule mm -hmm. when they played Jan and Janet uh, to the couple of news team <laughs> yeah yeah, they did that because they were played a couple, but they were like so like they one of them started having a thing for Dr. Steve and it became like a thing. So they're really good at playing off of like a roller coaster of emotions yeah. and all that. So I, I, I mostly enjoy that. That's cool. 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I like that. That's a good answer. I would say that um, they, they've got so many really funny things, but I really liked in their billion dollar movie, Will Ferrell's character. Um, and specifically when he first meets them and he has them watch Top Gun like four times in a row. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was, when I watched it for the second time during the viewing, I was like, okay, that's genius. That's just the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Um, okay, hey, when are we gonna go see Action Bronson again? Uh, as soon as we're allowed to. I like that right. answer. Yes, that's perfect. Um, it was such a fun concert, and that was that was your twenty first birthday, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And he was supposed to come back to Portland around the same time last mm -hmm. year, and that's right when COVID started to like become an issue. He was supposed to do his new Only for Dolphins album. Exactly. So yeah, we're definitely he'll definitely come back and we're definitely gonna go. And it's gonna be a new and improved action, Bronson. Lost 130 pounds um and counting. He's uh yeah. he's a renaissance man. Uh okay. Next question. You might have heard this one before because I asked it uh of the previous two guests. I'm gonna ask you as well. How many push-ups can you do in a row without stopping? Uh I haven't really tried in a long time. Okay. But I used to do them in my MMA class. Okay. And I don't know. Well, maybe. Take your best guess. We're going to find out at the end. So take your best guess. We're going to find out at the end. That's how it works. Uh, I guess it's different if I'm prepared or not prepared. Okay. You know? Right. So let's take right now. How many can you do right now without stopping? Right now, probably with my will of wanting to do them, like 25, 30. Okay. Wow. You know, that's a, that, that's aggressive. I like that. We're going to find out. Okay. Is it true that you have played uh, or you actually did play two different roles in the critically acclaimed movie Zombie Face? Yes. It is true. And what were those roles? Uh, I need to rewatch it because it's been a long time, but I remember being in a hot tub playing like some sort of mm, like king or masked like a monster. <laughs> I was like the wizard. I was yes. the wizard or something, right? Yes. Yep. <clears throat> you were the wizard of the hot tub and uh, you also were then, uh, you played Max, I believe too, um, mm -hmm. for, for a short period of time. Amazing flexibility as an actor. So uh, hats off to you. Good job. Okay, <clears throat> you have to do one of these two things, um, and, and you have to. You can't say, oh, I don't wanna do either one. So either you have to climb up into a tree and take a hornet's nest. I'm talking like a big hornet's nest, like break off the branch that it's on and then come back down the tree with it, right? Or the second option is you have to grab a snake with your bare hands. Snake. Good, good answer. Why? That's easy. Well, one snake is easier to control than 250 hornets. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's irrefutable. So, that's sound logic right there. That is, uh, that's a good, good answer. I, I, my, my brother, um, who shall remain nameless because he doesn't want me to say his name on the air, um, mm -hmm. he, he got stung, I think, 17 times once um across the street in the woods and holy moses uh, 
those little bastards. Hornets are, I'd almost rather get bit by a gardener. I'm not talking like a rattlesnake or a uh, cobra or something like that. I'm talking like a garter snake. Like I'd almost rather get bit by a snake that's non-venomous than stung by one hornet, never mind a whole tree worth. So yeah. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, next question. Have you ever called the police to get a tiny bird out of your house? A bat. Well. Yes, a bat. Well. That may have turned into a bird when it realized the danger it was in. <laughs> so you're telling me that you you saw a bat, you called the cops, and then because the bat heard you call the cops, it was like, well, shit, I got to turn into a bird. Yeah. Okay. That seems to be the, the, the best answer. Does it? I don't know about that, but I do know this. I do know that you thought there was a bat in the house. And I listen, I'll be the first person to say I would have called somebody too. Don't get me wrong. But you thought there was a bat in the house. You called the cop. And then the cop actually came over and you guys creeped into the house. And what did you see? You see, you saw like a little teeny tiny like black bird that just amazingly just flew right out the door, right? It took a little bit. He was basically as scared as me, so not much of a help. But once he was able to like get the flashlight on it, it kind of got out the door. So it took, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. But there was no way of telling it was a bird. Well, there was a way. But the way was to get close enough to see it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a way. That's okay. Look, like I said, I, I'm right with you. Fly anything that flies, I am out. I don't care what it is. I don't care how big. If it's flying, it's going to rip my throat off, and I'm not going to get near it. So I don't blame you. Okay. Next question: What is your favorite video game of all time? Oh, that's a uh, fun. Um, I would say. Skyrim, probably. Really? Of all time, because I have the most memory, like, playing that game and really getting into it and, you know, looking for different gears and really being connected to a game first without just kind of getting online and, and shooting other people and going against other people in competition. It was the first kind of game that I played where I could advance my own character and not kind of defeat other people in the process. Oh, that's kind of so. a cool way to look at it. I, now, that was like the medieval one with dragons and shit like that, right? Yeah. 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 It was just adventure. It was open world. You could just walk around and do your thing, or you could do the main missions. And So that was definitely um, probably my favorite game. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I know I've told you this before, but I, I don't think my audience has heard it. Um, you the the skill that you use the Xbox controller was so like humbling because you know I I like video games but I'm used to like a button and a stick like joystick is good Game Boy when you had like the Mario through the Game Boy like I got I could do that because that was just a little bit more complicated but then you get to the Xbox controller and there's like I don't know there's like ten different things you can press and I just always felt like completely out of control and you were just flying around like it was nobody's business. So uh, Skyrim, I wouldn't guess that one, but that's a good answer. I like that. Okay. Next question. What is your personal opinion 
uh, about people who drive around on the highways and byways of America with four tires in their trunk at all times? Well, it depends on where you live. Okay, explain. Uh, if you live in an area that might be too small to have the tires and you drive a car that might be a station wagon or have the space to hold the tires, it might make sense to keep them in the, the car rather than the small living space. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to allow that, and but it's borderline. Because they're seasonal as well. They're not just spare extra tires. They're seasonal. So I, if they get changed, you know, every six months or whatever, yeah. then for the time being, does it make sense to do that or buy a, a storage unit? Well, I mean, that's a pretty extreme set of choices. I, I think there might be a middle ground someplace that doesn't involve a storage unit or driving around with car tires in your car. But like I said, I'll allow it. Um, you had some logic behind it. I still think you should get them out of your car, but that's okay. It's your car. Okay. Um, next question. Do you know who Mo Vaughn is? No. You don't? No. Are you sure? Mo Vaughn? Mo Vaughn. No. Huh. That is disappointing. So Mo Vaughn was a baseball player. He played for the Red Sox for many, many years. He also played for the Mets for not as many years. And he might have gone one other place. But his, but his primetime best years were in Boston. He was a first baseman. He was the first baseman and, and DH before Ortiz. So he never got a chance to win a ring. But he was really good. Anyway, the reason why I'm asking is you were born. Um, I won't give the exact date, but you were born on uh, the opening day at uh, Fenway Park. And I was supposed to go to that game, but you were due somewhere in that range. It wasn't specifically on that day, but it was close enough so that I had to say uh, thanks, but no thanks to going down. And it was the first year I hadn't gone to opening day in like 10 years. And you were you were born on opening day and Mo Vaughn hit a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth to win. And I'll never forget holding you in my arms in the hospital room and having the game on and thinking, oh, my God, that is just the coolest thing ever. And then, you know, you were from the minute you could pick up a ball, you were picking it up, throwing it. You've always been just a natural at really everything you try, but certainly at anything to do with sports or or balls. And then you went on to, to play baseball. And, um, you know, I always enjoyed watching you play. Anyway, so move on. Now you know who move on is and hopefully you'll never forget. That's a good story. Yeah. I'm surprised like you hadn't that. heard that before. I'm sure I've heard it, but I forgot the name before. Fair enough. Yeah. He's he's one of those players where he wasn't ever a super – I wouldn't call him a superstar, but he was, you know, he was a, a fan favorite when he was here. He got into a little bit of trouble one night. He went to a strip club called the Foxy Lady, got wasted, drove home, crashed his car, got Dewey, all kinds of bad shit happened. And I, then his career kind of went downhill after that. But anyway, um, move on. Um, hey, what is your record as a deer hunter? Um, I have gone hunting in probably a total of six or seven times, maybe 10 maximum. And I have killed two deers. 
Yeah. And I have seen two deers, um, which is pretty crazy. So, and the, and your very first time out, uh, you got a deer. The very first time out, I got a deer. That's correct. Yeah. I and mean, I ate that deer for two years. Yeah. And it was awesome. I actually tried that and it was pretty good. And I just remember thinking, you know, because your grandfather and your uncle used to go all the time and they used to rarely, rarely would they get a deer. Yeah. I, I mean, in fact, I think you got two in that same period of time that, that I don't think they got any, but anyways, I remember you going out that first time and you were young, you were, I, you mm -hmm. were under 10. And I remember, I remember getting a call and being like, you got a deer. I'm just like, holy shit. That's amazing. All right, here we go. We're going to see how many push-ups you can do, buddy. Get to it. Put your phone down. Count them out. How is there any proof? Just honor system. Just honor system. And we got we got limited time. We're running out of time. My audience has a, a, a table reservation at 730. They've got to leave. So count them out as you're going. How much time do we have? Just keep, just do push-ups. I, I could just keep going. Count them out. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No way. 10, 11. This is baloney. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Okay, that's enough. 18, that is, you're not doing any. You're just saying I, numbers. No, I am. You don't I'm even. Right baloney. I say baloney. That's enough. There's, there's a there's a there's a big huge asterisk next to whatever number you come up with. All right, Noah. I want to thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And um, uh, everybody, uh, let's have a big round of applause for Noah Jewel. Noah, thank you so much. I hope you have a great night. Thank you. I love you. I love you, buddy.